Well, hello, and God bless you. Welcome to BlendCouragesYou.com, where we are here with the word of the Lord to help keep you encouraged to stay on the wall for the Lord. My name is Blend, and I thank God for being here once again with all of you on this episode number 135 of our podcast. So BCU family, please fill in the blank. Haters are my. Let's chat about those phrases and see what the Lord has to say about that. So please go ahead and take this time to get your notebooks, your Bibles, something to write with, a snack, and settle on in. Blend Encourages You is coming to you with how to handle your haters. That's what's coming up next. All right, BCU family, we are going to get into our podcast content momentarily. Right now, I would like to establish protocol. So if you are a longtime listener, thank you so very much for being here. We certainly do appreciate you. And if you happen to be a first time listener, you know what? Thank you so much. We certainly appreciate you being here as well. And I'm going to ask you to consider right now making our relationship permanent. So wherever you are listening from, if you're on the blendcouragesyou.com site, if you're on Stitcher Radio, Google Play, on iTunes, or now known as Apple Podcasts, or on SoundCloud, wherever you are listening from, do me a favor and go ahead and hit the subscribe button. That's all you have to do, and that gets you in as an official part of the BCU family. Welcome. All right, everyone. So I feel like I want to give you all a little background as to where this podcast came from. And it's stemming from me getting ready to put what I'm going to talk about on two of my Blend Courages You social media accounts. Now, I talked about this subject, uh, hatred, last year in a Periscope speech therapy session that we were doing. And that came back up again. And as I began to type what I was going to say, the thought occurred to me, and I'm sure it was divinely inspired by our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, to go ahead and just speak all of this onto the podcast for this week. So that's where I am. So what I'd like to talk about, as you heard in the introduction, is the term haters. Now, In recent years, the term hater has rose to mass popularity and very loosely defined is a person who is unsupportive of what you're doing. They may not like you. They don't like what you're doing. They don't like how you dress. They don't like how you carry yourself. They are shady. They are people who are lurking in the background and whispering to others about you. All of those types of of descriptions can probably sum up a hater. And once we do the evaluation in our hearts, if someone is a hater or not, then come these clapbacks, if you will, 
or cliches, whatever you'd like to call them, that my haters are going to hate. Uh, haters are my motivators, elevators, escalators, <laughs> or any other aider that there is. And we start throwing these little phrases around to justify why we turn our nose up at people who do not support us or are supposedly giving us this hate. Maybe they're actually giving you the hate, you know, whichever the case may be. My thought here is, is that the world BCU family says these things and that's expected when you don't know Christ in all of his fullness. If you're not letting the spirit of God that comes into your heart with water baptism and being baptized by the spirit, having Jesus down on the inside, these are the kinds of things that are going to come out of someone who doesn't know Christ. That's going to come out of their mouths and that's expected. I probably would have said some things like that too if this, the, these terms were popular back in my unsaved days. What is disturbing is that we've got Holy Ghost filled people, people who profess to know Christ and I'm not here to judge who knows Christ and who doesn't. I'm, we're, we're talking about fruit here. We're talking about fruit who make these types of comments. And while they may seem harmless on the surface, I've got to say to you, BCU family, they don't line up with the scriptures. Haters being your motivators, escalators, elevators, that does not line up with the word of God. And at the end of everything, whatever it is that we do and say should line up with what the scriptures say. That's how we live. So those of us that are living for Christ and doing it the way that he wants it to be done, it's all Bible. Let me explain what I'm talking about by taking you to the scriptures. And we're going to go to the book of Matthew, everybody, chapter five. Matthew chapter five. So many of us know Matthew chapter five. We've heard it and it is the Sermon on the Mount where Jesus was giving or the Beatitudes. It's called as well, where Jesus was giving rules, if you will, for practical living. So these are things that we ought to be paying attention to and to do. So I won't read the chapter in its entirety. Uh, there's quite a few verses there and I would recommend if you haven't done so, or if you haven't done so in a long time to really read through what the Lord was saying there on, you know, how we should conduct ourselves. I want to take you all to verse number 43. Let's start at verse number 43 and let's read that. Ye have heard that it has been said, thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. But I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. It's verse 44. Verse 45 says, that you might be 
the children of your father, which is in heaven, because he makes the sun to rise on the evil and the good, and he sends rain on to the just and unjust. Christ goes on to say, for if you love them, which love you, what reward do you have? Do not even the publicans or tax collectors do the same. And if you salute your brothers only, how much more are you doing than others? Do not even the publicans or tax collectors do the same? Verse 48 wraps up Matthew chapter 5 by saying, Be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father, which is in heaven, is perfect. So let's break this down, BCU family, into bite-sized manageable pieces. So going back to verse number 43, Jesus was talking about loving your neighbor, those that love you, and hating your enemy. And that's something that at some point in time had been taught. Jesus came to clear all that up and said, no, 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 no. He said, but I say unto you, love your enemies. So again, with the hating, typically if there's haters, (laughs) they're your enemy. Scriptures say that we're supposed to love them. So love them. Now, love may not mean that we have a relationship where I'm at your house for dinner every night. If something were to happen and that enemy needed a ride to work or you to do something for them and it's within your power to do, the love of Christ should compel you to do that. So that's love. That's an example. Jesus goes on to say, bless them that curse you. And bless in this context means to speak well of the person that is not speaking well of you. The word bless breaks down in the Greek to eugelio, and that's where we get our modern word eulogy from. And most eulogies, at most eulogies, there are good things spoken about the person who is being uh, recognized as they passed. So we usually speak good things. So that's what we're supposed to do is speak good things about those that curse you. Now listen to this. Do good to them that hate you. And that's pretty straightforward, BCU family. Whatever you can do within your power as the Lord leads you, you take the high road and do good to them that hate you. And then on top of it, we're supposed to pray for them. Pray for them that despitefully use you and persecute you. So we're supposed to love, do good, and pray. That's what the scriptures say. let Let me go back. Love, bless, do good, and pray. That's what is supposed to motivate us, not the person It's the love that comes with Christ and what we're supposed to do that motivates us to do differently. 
And we do this so that people can truly see that we are the children of God. And what Christ does, whether the person is doing good or not, whether they're hating on you or not. And trust me, I, I understand what it feels like to be hated. It doesn't feel good to be cursed about and to be used and persecuted. I understand that. And more so, Jesus understands that a whole lot better than we ever will. So Jesus knew this. And he says in verse number 45 that he is the one that sends sunshine or good things to the just and the unjust, to those that are doing well and not. And he sends the rain as well. So he's got this, what he's saying in verse number 45, he's got this under control. So while it may look like your haters are prospering and that's what is bothering you, God is in control of who he's sending the sunshine and rain on. What we want to do is what he said, which is to love, bless them, speak well of them, to do good to them and to pray for them. And he's going to take care of the sunshine and the rain part. And then on top of that, Jesus goes even further to say in verse number 46, that if you only love those that love you, where's your reward? That's easy to do, to love those that love you, to care about those that care about you, to only take care of those that take care of you back. The real test is when you can love and take care and do good to someone that does not love you, to your haters. Jesus said that the tax collectors, the publicans, love those that love them. And that's significant because in that time, publicans or tax collectors were despised people. They were thieves. <laughs> they were robbers. They unfairly taxed people. And there was nothing that you can do about it. If they said that you owed this amount of money and you knew that they were overcharging, you had to pay it or you went into debtor's prison. They sold your family, your, your, your things, your kids, everything. To, in order to get that money that they were extorting from you. And some of us still don't like the tax collectors of this day. We talk about how they rob us in different ways, but so it hasn't really changed much. But the tax collectors looked out for one another. They loved on one another. And when Jesus used this, it was a powerful illustration of if these tax collectors, which were the most despised people in the Bible at that time, love one another, only and not anyone else. How much better are we that know Christ? It's something to think about BCU family. How much better are we that know Christ? What kind of example are we to those who don't know Christ? And same goes in verse number 47. Christ says here, if you only salute or say hello or speak to or deal with your brethren only, those that are in your circle, those that are close to you, those that you like or love, if you're only saluting or dealing with those folks, again, what good is that? What example is that? Again, the publicans do that same thing. Stay in that same clique. Stay with those that love them rather than doing good to those that hate them. So where's the reward? What's going to happen there? So verse number 48 wraps things up and caps it off by saying, therefore, be ye perfect, even as your father, which is in heaven, is perfect. And perfect here, BCU family, means mature. 
I'm pausing right there for you to take that in. If you take a look at that word and look it up in its context and what it was meant at the time, it means mature. And the mature person of God is not going to allow someone that doesn't like them or isn't supportive or isn't clapping when you win or any of these things that we talk about to derail us from what God has told us to do. We are to love one another and especially those that are unlovely, that are hard to love. They're the ones that need the love the most. So what we want to do, BCU family, with God's help, and trust me, in a lot of these cases, it's going to take some serious help from the Lord and us yielding in the spirit and not allowing our flesh to override what the word of God says to make sure that the next time we come across someone who hates us, that we what? We love them. We bless or speak well of them. We do good to them and we pray for them. That's how we are to handle our haters. Amen. Amen. So BCU family, I just want to reiterate uh, from personal experience that I understand what it feels like to be hated, not liked, uh, ostracized, all of those types of things. And in the flesh, it doesn't feel good. And I don't know that it ever will or if it's supposed to feel good. I don't know that it is. These are the times that we want to truly lean into Christ and ask him to help us to get past what our flesh is seeing and feeling and to walk in the spirit when it comes to dealing with people who do hate us. You know, the flesh wants immediate gratification, justification in order to soothe itself when these things do happen. And the hatred, comments, things like that are going to come. There is no way around that BCU family. Uh, the scriptures remind us in Matthew chapter 18, I believe, that offenses will come. So someone at some point in time is going to come along in our lives and say or do something uh, or take a stand against us for what we stand up for. There's something that's going to happen. A hater is going to come. And Jesus knew that. And this is why so many years ago, he had Matthew pen those particular words so that we would know how to govern ourselves. And it really takes us yielding from the flesh to the spirit of God to trust that he sees the person that hates you or is doing what they're doing to you, despitefully using you or persecuting you. God sees that. He knows. And if he had wanted to intervene and stop the incident from happening, he would have done so because he's God and he's in full control. So he did not do that. And there's a reason behind it. And what we want to do is find out what that reason is and govern ourselves accordingly. Perhaps he wants us to be more mature when it comes to these things. Perhaps he's trying to teach us how to not be as sensitive and reactionary when it comes to uh, people who hate us. You know, what's the lesson that God is trying to teach us? And then let's apply that lesson with his help so that the next time this pops up, we are we pass the test with flying colors. I am a firm believer that God gives pass fail tests to us. 
And if we don't pass it the first time, he's going to give us some instruction and then it's going to come up again. And this is how we come up to that perfectedness, if you will, or the maturity that Christ was speaking about in Matthew chapter five. So I do pray that this was a blessing to you, BCU family. And I am on the edge of my seat wondering what you thought about the content here. So if you would, if you're not already here on the blendcouragesyou.com site, please make your way here from wherever you're listening from, whether it's iTunes or Stitcher Radio, Google Play, SoundCloud, wherever you're listening from, make your way over to blendcouragesyou.com. Go to the bottom of this post and you're going to see a comments box. Please go ahead and put your comments in and let's continue our conversation on the haters and how we're supposed to deal with them. And let me start you off with a question. How have you dealt with haters in the past? Have you always prayed for them? Have you always done good? Or is it the opposite? Is it a struggle? Let's talk about that. The only way that we can overcome these things is through the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimonies. And I am sure that some of us out there, myself included, have some testimonies where we've had to deal with some haters and how the Lord came through for us. So go ahead and again, leave your comment and let's get the conversation started. So everyone, I'm going to get ready to wrap up our podcast. This is Blend from BlendCouragesYou.com here. Thank you so very much for tuning in today. And if the Lord says the same, the next time we are together, until the next time we're together, may our awesome God bless you, keep you, make his face to shine upon you, give you peace and cause you to love your enemies, to speak well of your enemies, to do well to your enemies and to pray for your enemies as you stay on the wall.